loss helps us define our lives. By allowing our grief to matter, we discover our own strengths and embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to Good Grief with your host, Cheryl Jones. Get ready to be inspired, to create a deeper life, to make your time on Earth much more meaningful. Now, here is Cheryl Jones. Hello, I'm your host, Cheryl Jones, and I want to welcome you to Good Grief, where we talk each week about the transformations that can come from loss. Today, I'm welcoming Adam C. Hall. Adam's committed to helping individuals unlearn the beliefs, behaviors, and habits that shield them from discovering their divine genius, the key to acknowledging and activating their true divine selves. And we'll talk about what he means by that. In his new book, Divine Genius, The Unlearning Curve, Adam shares the 13 universal wisdom teachings and the genius process that led to his transformation, discovered on an extraordinary journey that took him from the shores of Santa Barbara to the jungles of Brazil and Peru. He's passionate about sharing this information with the world. An author, speaker, futurist, social architect, impact investor, advisor, and conservationist, 27 years as a CEO and serial entrepreneur, Adam began his professional career as a self-described earth conqueror ultimately turning to the role of Earth Keeper. He was the founder of three successful real estate development companies before personal and professional devastation forced him to reevaluate everything in his life. And we will mostly today be talking about that transformation and his book, Divine Genius, The Unlearning Curve. Welcome, Adam. Well, you bet. It's great to be here with you and to look forward to sharing today and exploring with all of you. Me too. And, you know, uh, there tends to be a bit of a, of a divide where people, um, you know, I've always been sort of in the, in the, uh, I don't know, self-growth uh exploring my inner life kind of direction in my life. It's uh, obviously looked different at different points. And then there's this other direction that I don't have that much experience with, you know, making a lot of money, being very successful in society's terms. And so one thing I'm fascinated by is to talk about your transformation and what led to it from that kind of a life where, you know, excelling and being successful and all that is the driving force to this life, which seems guided by a very different principle. Yes. Yes. You're, you're, I, I very much relate to what you're saying, of course, because that's been very much the journey and, and so appreciate that you, you have offered the, you know, interpersonal path, the path, whatever that may be for your own personal growth. And then ultimately, in, in my particular case, no no better, no more special than anybody's case. Um, but it, it, it was quite the antithesis of, you know, being on the path, seeking a deeper truth and meaning in your life, than just out conquering the world. And, um, you know, and, and, and many of us, you know, who, 
you've been in that world that are exploring the greater totality of our being, you know, we recognize that there's a lot more to being wealthy or being successful than just having money or having the accoutrements. And ultimately that was the case for me, although I wasn't particularly conscious of what's possible beyond Mm -hmm. that life I was living. But what I was conscious enough about was I couldn't continue living that life because it was not a happy life. It didn't feel good, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, relevant to this show, which is about, you know, loss, grief, and ultimately transformation, uh, the, the feeling I got reading your book is that things got really, really bad, which, of course, is not an uncommon way that people um, lose hold on how they think they ought to be living and, and figure out a different way to live, right? Uh, it's, it's losses. It's being slammed by life. Can you talk some about the kinds of things that started started knocking you about? Well, exactly. Typically, you know, our human nature, and I'll certainly just speak specifically to myself, is, you know, what's going to move us off the, the, the snide or the dime, so to speak? What's going to move us out of a comfort zone that seemingly keeps us in the world we live in, even if it's, it, it's, it's, it's one that's full of those accoutrements that I, I, I mentioned to you? But, you know, when you're, what I found when I was driving to the office at sunrise and popping Tums in the morning and drinking too much tequila at night um, and just really not tending to the well-being of my own health and wellness. And of course, that subsequently translates into my marriage and my three beautiful daughters that, that I have. And ultimately, that that became a place of reckoning, of beginning to recognize that and, you know, to go to wherever that was to face the fear of that dark night, you may call it. But the dark night, of course, precipitated other things like loss, like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Deep, deep grieving. Um, and, you know, many of us, as you know, of your great work you're doing is is many don't have those tools to deal and just or have the support the, the data is very obvious of what that how that translates into all kinds of things <laughs> not just unhappiness but depression sadness suicide addiction and everything else and but i i found myself precipitating into too much drinking too much not being present with myself and my family and my children and showing up in in the world with an edge that had an angry edge that had forgotten my god i have a heart in my chest mm. <laughs> so many many little moments precipitated a major moment and a major life movement into beyond the crisis that some of us well many of us are now feeling because these are difficult times Absolutely, absolutely true. And the other thing I know from from being a therapist is that 
the only people who come to see me saying, I'd just like to kind of work on this thing, you know, <laughs> kind of a gentle, um, they've all had therapy or something before, right? <laughs> uh, most of us arrive at a change environment kicking and screaming. We, we just have no choice. You know, we can't continue the way we are. And I think maybe you're talking about that. You couldn't continue the way you were going um, and, and have any kind of life that worked. Would you say so? Well, exactly, because it, intuitively we, we know something that's just a question, are we going to listen to it? And, um, you know, and when my life became that, well, what I, you could refer to as the death pang within, the, the piece of ourselves that is not, doesn't work anymore the wound or the trauma or the hurt or the pain or whatever that looks like in your life. And I came to that place and I needed to really own it and really be honest, uh, radically honest with myself about it. And uh, Dr. Jones, because if I wasn't, then I, I don't, quite frankly, I, I don't know if I, I, I don't even know if I'd be here. Probably mm -hmm. not. And so the willingness to, to kind of face that in, in its own way uh, has been instrumental because, of course, it, you know, when I embarked away from what I refer to as Adam 1-0, the Earth Conqueror, to Adam 2-0, Earth Keeper, tending to the well-being of, of the planet and bringing my heart and my love the best I know how into the world, it... Um, it, it, it invoked a lot of fear because I had no clue sure. and I know yeah. it doesn't get better right away. Does it? It's like you put the spotlight in the corner and there's a, you know, a huge monster there. <laughs> well, it, it, it was it, there before, but yeah, it, it, <laughs> you have it, to it, face it, up it, to it. Yeah, I, I do have to concur with you. Opine on it doesn't get better, but what does get better with every step is our awareness of this journey that we're on and the ability to bring deep forgiveness to self, of course, to others, but also to bring the love of self into a greater presence. And if that is that, you know, that has been a real journey for, for, for me. And it's, and it wasn't like, you know, snapping my fingers and it, and it began very much what we call in a, in the, Native American traditions or indigenous shamanic traditions, that quest and that that quest to to be free of the deep deeper inner pain. But of course, to to do that, as you know, you need to go there and you need to go right in there. And we try to get around it, but yeah, that doesn't always, that doesn't really work. So. Exactly. And um, so I know the difficulty of it, but the beauty of it is the love and the presence of the spirit is there and others is there. And it, it, it's, it's helped uh, uh, immensely, at least in my journey. One of the intriguing um, uh, ways of capturing um, your metamorphosis, I guess, transformation is uh, a, a little sentence. Uh, can we get out of this life alive? Hmm. 
and uh, that's that stood out to me a bit. I think I know what you mean by it, but I I'm hoping you will share with the listeners a little more in a little more detail what that means to you. Well, I I would I would be happy to uh, when I first began this journey to let's just say free myself of the pain and the traumas of my life and all of that that entails I I heard a dear friend and brother and, and mentor and a real teacher of mine you know mentioned that can you get out of this lifetime alive and I go what 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 could in the world could somebody be talking about get out of this <laughs> lifetime alive you know he's nuts and um, but ultimately um, if there was a goal I believe of our humanity or the human experience um, it would be to get out of this lifetime alive while you're alive like why not tonight and what I shared in the book divine genius the unlearning curve was well how how do you how do you get out of this lifetime alive and just exactly what does that mean and what it means in the context that I'm sharing it with 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 you all today is it means um, a psychological death in other words the power of our inner psychology our un let's just say subconscious as you know because you are this is your place of mastery not necessarily mine but ultimately the the psycho inner psychology of myself was being dictated by past events uh, in my life or past lives if you believe in that stuff and ultimately what we found is that many 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 live presently in the past experience in other words our conditioning our learning our belief systems our cultural our familiar imprinting our ancestral imprinting even guides the way we live our lives and my goodness you know we're not living in the present moment we're we're, we're our lives seemingly are dictated by other events that have occurred because we're reacting from a place of memory or in our neuroscience the hardwiring of our brains and we function in the world that way so the idea in the most kind of digestible version of getting out of this lifetime alive is letting those conditioning letting those that wiring to rewire refire to really live life presently and to do that we need to to die and when we do we get out of this life lifetime uh, alive it's interesting how uh, uh i don't disagree with you by the way and uh not but but and understanding what has created our defaults and what defaults we still have is essential. I, I think you would agree you had to plumb the depths of all that to know what to step beyond, in a sense. Um, so there's a lot of pain there, right? 
facing up, you know, this is an environment, this show is an environment that's about, you can't, you can't avoid it. You got to go through it, <laughs> get to the other side. And then of course, transformation becomes likely possible. Um, so what was that for you? Uh, was it, uh, cause I know you did some work on your childhood, on what had gone wrong in your marriage, you know, on real things that had, had happened in your human life. Um, and of course, in my way of looking at things, that would be kind of a doorway into uh, recognizing that you're pre-programmed for certain things. But how did you come to that realization? Because of course, it's a process, isn't it? Well, very much a process and failure and uh, takes us to that place. Failure in the context only that maybe it was a failed marriage as it was in my case. Maybe it was a sense that I'm not worthy as it was in my case. Maybe it's a sense of um, not living life joyfully as given. So you made a good point around how the world around us, the life school, the earth school is a, is an incredible mirror into, into that, um, into the depths of who, of, of what's going on for us. And, you know, as a long time student and teacher of A Course in Miracles, which it says uh, repeatedly, the outside picture is a reflection of an inward condition. So if we accept that as truth, which it is, then we can really see the, our relationships at work, our children, all the things that we're involved with are reflecting something back in our own way. Now, that doesn't mean you need to own somebody else's stuff, but it, what it does mean that we should ask the question, well, why am I having this experience and what do I need to know about where I am in my life? Hopefully that makes some sense because what I found in my journey, that that was the toughest school of hard knocks that there possibly could be. And I failed at times and I got up at times. And that's, you know, that's- <laughs> Being a human being and all at the same time, right? It's most, we're most, not. <laughs> exactly, we're just fallible and we're, you know, life is tender and the human art is, I've never felt more tender in my life than I do today based on what's going on for so many so many of us and it's yes. ultimately it's 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 it became not no longer deceiving myself as to what was really going on in other words being really radically honest like okay this is what's going on and then really owning and taking responsibility for that i still practice that intently to this day because it's so easy to default away back into the old programming the old way the old pain so it it takes um ruthless discipline so to speak <laughs> ruthless discipline that's a good phrase yeah. and i think you know you uh I'd, I'd like to talk we're about to take a break i'd like to talk about this more when we come back the last few years we've been through that uh, on an earthly level have been so incredibly difficult for so many people. Um, it takes, 
I've I've noticed I've had to be really paying a lot of attention, right? Not to default into fear, um, anger, you know, the the top 40 as it were. Uh, so it's been quite a period of struggle and and uh, challenge in that way, hasn't it? Even for those of us who who live in this place, it it really it really has. It just it, yeah, very much. So, so. let's. I don't want to shortchange it. So let's come back and talk about these last several years and how that has deepened what you're talking about for you. Listeners, you'll find links to my website and social media, the Good Grief page at Voice America. And to find Adam Hall, you can go to adamhall.solutions. Be back soon. Be sure to like the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel on Facebook. You'll find great health tips from the experts. Find out more about your favorite shows and talk back to our team. Search Voice America Health or click the like button under the player today. This is Good Grief host Cheryl Jones. Whether you're in grief, crisis, deep loss, or transition, working with the right therapist can move you forward like nothing else. That's why I'm happy to be sponsoring BetterHelp. Their user-friendly platform connects you with a therapist uniquely suited to support you. If you want to know more, follow the link on my host page or go to betterhelp.com slash goodgrief. That's betterhelp.com slash goodgrief and receive a 10% discount for the first month. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Resiliency is the human capacity to lean into individual and collective strengths with compassion and grit when faced with the challenges of lived experience. Join host Elaine miller Karras for Resiliency Within, a program of hope and healing designed to inspire you to integrate wellness into your life, your family, and your community. In challenging times, you'll want to tune in every week. Resiliency Within can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. It's your host, Cheryl Jones, and I've been talking with Adam Hall about his book, Divine Genius. And Adam, before the break, we were uh, about to launch into a discussion of these last several years. Uh, You know, I'm on a lot of uh, email lists for spiritual ways of looking at things. And um, these last 
hmm, four to six years, I'd say. Uh, there's been so much talk about problems of the world because they're so um, deeply crushing in some way. We can't get around it in some way. How would you say you have used what you've learned to face, you know, the long list, COVID, um, uh, a, a surge in um, philosophies of hatred, um, deaths, gun violence, the whole works, right? It's a lot. <laughs> uh, and I have some thoughts about how I've managed that. How would you say you've used what you've learned to navigate that? To stay real, of course, as always, but also to not be sunk by it. Well, it's such an important, relevant question. So thank you for uh, inviting that into our conversation today, Dr. Jones, because um, we, we, you know, the only constant really is chaos. And the world functions that way and will be that way. Our choices is how do we perceive it? Do we want to engage with it? How do we engage with it? Are we reactive to it? Are we compassionate towards it? Or are we neutral and not even paying attention? It's not a right or wrong or a right way to do it, do anything of the sort because it, it is what it is. So what I kind of found being like, let's just say, the grape that's in the press that's being squeezed and poured <laughs> image. into the into this into the deliciousness of a of a nice glass of wine is that journey of of let's just say deconstruction if we put it in a kind of a context of a of, of an evolutionary context for me the the journey through the last few years of the pandemic we have a it seems like we're going to have some great challenges ahead of us uh, both immediately and and in the midterm mid 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 time high meaning the next few years over the next three to five years there's we're always being prepared for the great challenges over time that's kind of how evolution works the question is how how do you engage in that how do you prepare for me I found that personally the pandemic was a powerful time of something that I kind of like to do and I probably like to do it way too much which is just be in presence and find myself reflecting and meditating and reading and being in nature and and you know doing some of the things that i relish which is deep inner self-care you know i finally got around to getting comfortable with not mm. being overly scheduled not being overly needy in in one way or the other although i you know, I still have a tinge of it, my, to be quite frank with you, you know, to be <laughs> You still want human connection? Well, Is that course, what you're telling yes, me? <laughs> yes, I I I'm, I'm a man of love and I want to love and I want to share that and I want to be loved. And, um, but ultimately what I found, it, it was a time to be, to you know, if, if, if you're sitting in a movie theater, 
and you're watching the show, the show of your life, there's those moments, if you think about it, where you're absorbed in it. You don't even know. The, it just, it's in and it's swirling and it's going and our children have things going on, our loved ones, our work, you know, all of it's there. And then we sit back in the audience. We move back in the audience and we become the observer, that pure witness. And that's what we have the power to do, is we have the power to observe without engaging. And that perception becomes our deepening and expansion of our consciousness, right? So what I have found during the journey of what we've been going through and what we will be going through on an even a more intense level because it's happening on the macro scale of our climate, not just the global scale of our uh, political and cultural and economic climate, which is now in its own state of chaos. I found step back, get into the heart, breathe, observe, and recognize that's the nature of life. And it, what we have control over, so to speak, is our choice. How do we engage? Do we engage? Are we in fear? Are we in love? Are we reacting? Are we just being act acting? Are we compassionate and kind? Or are we angry and, you know, in the divisiveness that is so pervasive? So I like that pure witness. Step back. Let's breathe a little bit. Let's observe because life is way too important to take seriously. I like that expression. And I'm also aware, you know, I'm, I'm always aware we're all in the same a stormy sea but we're not all in the same boat um you know so for instance um people who are working three jobs so their children have food people you know i have a uh i've felt a, a lot of gratitude over these last several years for uh, the space i have in my life for where i literally live you know, uh, I have a yard. My my kids came home during the pandemic because they didn't have yards, right? <laughs> they needed an outdoor space to feel safe. You know, mm -hmm. all those kinds of things also make a difference, too, on our capacity to respond instead of react, uh, I think. Would you agree with that? Well, absolutely. And I'm so happy that you mentioned the yard or the garden or whatever you refer to it as or whatever you have if whether you have it or you don't it's available and it's a place of decompression it's a yes. place of breath which is spirit and it offers us the the opportunity to transcend the the, the just the sheer challenges of being human um in in so many ways and you know, you mentioned something that, that I will just touch upon about how we row our boat together or we don't row our boat together. And I think your point is your point is certainly well taken in that we're 
we're all seemingly just trying to row our boat and, and survive in our own ways and do what we can. And sometimes swim. Sometimes we don't even have a boat. But you know, sometimes, sometimes we are overboard, and 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 we're in need of, we're needed, we're in need of a rescue, emotionally, physically, or otherwise. And mm-hmm. we have a lot of that going on. So, the the one thing we do know, is we're all, in the sea of life. We're all in that ocean of life, and we all are there. And that's where we can lend each other a hand, a heart, a word, a nod, a smile, or maybe just a little wink to say, it'll be all right. <laughs> that does make a huge difference, doesn't it? So moving to your book a little bit more, um, 13 Wisdom Teachings you talk about, but one you consider the most important. Let's let's share that with our listeners. What's the most important wisdom teaching in your in your view? In your well, I'm so happy you're bringing that up because if if there's nothing you take away from the call today, um, it, it it would would be it, it, this is this is the most important thing in this teaching because in the divine genius the unlearning curve i i I lay out a series of kind of what i would say universal wisdom teachings that we can all embrace wherever we are but the offering in, in in the in the book is to to approach some of these teachings in a new way so the first wisdom teaching and the most important wisdom teaching that is like a step on the path and if you don't step on this stone then you you don't step on the rest of them so as we go forward and it's it's forgiveness and we we all think of forgiveness and oh just forgive that person for their horrific act or you know forgive that for what they they did or and the offering that i put forth uh for forgiveness is not forgiving somebody for what happened, but for forgiving ourselves and others for what did not happen. Let me, let me just explain that. What did not happen is that we had forgotten the wholeness, the connection that we're all in the human family. We're all in our own journey of our of, of our of our lives and we are connected in that way that is undeniable some people don't want to face that we live in unity or we're in oneness but it, it's it's undeniable because we're here and we're part of earth and we're part of nature and we're all connected in this way and that is scientifically a fact the point here what's key about what I said is we want to practice forgiveness as if something happened to us, something happened to you. And what we need to do is because that creates the victim, perpetrator, guilty judgment process, we want to transcend that process that keeps us locked in a place of healing, keeps us stuck in past events, keeps us burying and hiding and filing away our pain and our hurts. So in order to do that without denying it, because denial has the same effect, it doesn't heal. 
being the victim and the perpetrator and judging, that doesn't heal. But ultimately, we want to move through the healing process and that, that necessitates a new approach. And that new approach is by connecting and knowing the inner place within yourself and forgiving yourself for the presence of you being in that judgment, being in that experience, to forgive yourself. And that may sound a little bit crazy, like why would I forgive myself when that jerk over there, uh, God forbid, raped me or did something horrific? And the point is, well, do you want that person in that event to have the power over the rest of your life? Or do you want to reclaim your power? Right? And I would imagine we all want to reclaim our power and our truth. And this forgiveness process has the potency to immediately transcend traumatic life events, beliefs that hang around, because when we move into the power of forgiveness, as I said, we move into forgiving love to ourselves, for bringing the love and light of who we are to the world. So hopefully that makes some sense. But that, that to me is something I work on practicing every day, all the time. And of, and of course, I, I uh, as you might well imagine, uh, lots of people come to therapy as a result of some form of injury, right? Um, but I find that maybe this is relevant to what you're talking about. Um, people often need to wait on forgiving another person for being human. I don't think you can forgive terrible acts. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. No, it's the person you're trying to forgive in the end. But um I'll, t I'll tell you a story. Uh, Andrea Levine, Stephen Levine's wife, who I spent a lot of time with at one point in my life, uh, used to say that someone suggested forgiveness meditation to her. Uh, and I think in the way that you're talking about, but they said, until you feel some sense of forgiveness for yourself, don't move on to others. Um, she said that she literally practiced it for two years before it really took hold. Uh, and uh, that's that's a very comforting story to me because she's quite a compassionate person, you know, quite a heartful person, but she had to practice it. So I I would love to know what your fast forward is there, but I haven't seemed to find it with most people. They they seem to have to go through a process to get there. Well, it it it, it is a process, and mo most certainly. There, we have no capability of forgiving others until we forgive ourselves. And even if we believe that we did not do anything wrong, it's not a matter of right and wrong. It's about, it's a, it's about a, an, an inner acceptance of our journey. And at a minimum, we've judged the, uh, the situation and the other, other person. And then even in the judgment, we must forgive ourselves for being the judge, the jury, and the uh, I, I, whatever else may come with that. But, I, <laughs> but the point is, is that in that journey of fast forwarding, it, it, it's, it's kind of like a, energy comes, experiences come, 
difficult mo moments come with loved ones and children and places. And that moment requires us to be able to let go, to forgive in the moment. Fast forward is we don't grab it. We don't get react to energy. We just step back and we say, you know something, I'm going to not engage this because I feel this place where I am connected with myself and love myself mm. enough to be caught up in somebody else's debacle or, or mess. And that's how so I there, there's There's something there, and we'll maybe finish up on this after the, the second break, but there's something there about the observing part of us that can see um, beyond the grip of a of a circumstance and find some compassion in there. So uh, I'll, I'll see if you agree after the break. <laughs> Listeners, you can find me at weatheringgrief.com or the Good Grief host page to find Adam Hall. Going, go to adamhall.solutions. Back soon. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Good Grief host Cheryl Jones. Whether you're in grief, crisis, deep loss, or transition, working with the right therapist can move you forward like nothing else. That's why I'm happy to be sponsoring BetterHelp. Their user-friendly platform connects you with a therapist uniquely suited to support you. If you want to know more, follow the link on my host page or go to betterhelp.com slash goodgrief. That's betterhelp.com slash goodgrief and receive a 10% discount for the first month. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. I've been talking with Adam Hall about his book, Divine Genius, and, and Adam 
during the break, we were kind of talking about the observer, the the part of us that can look at what's happening uh, compassionately, maybe even warmly, and kind of see the process while it's happening. What a big part of of being able to forgive ourselves and hopefully other people eventually. Um, for yourself personally, uh, I, I know from reading your book, you have that kind of capacity, you've developed it, but how did you personally develop the capacity to really look at what was going on inside of you and outside of you with less reactivity? Well, I love that. And I, you know, we often hear about things like meditation, breathing, self-reflection in our journaling, all of those are really good. Many of us explore medicinal medicines, you know, whatever that may be, whether it's a, an ayahuasca or a psilocybin. Um, and, now, and these things aren't necessarily right for you, uh, but they're certainly not wrong because they offer us a, po a possibility to to become more of a witness of the experience. In other words, to when something happens, if you feel like you, you know, when you feel like you get triggered and you're ready to just go at it, whatever it is, it allows just that pause enough to take a breath to say, wait a second, let me table that reaction for a moment. Let me sit with it. And I'm so happy we're talking about it because I, I need a lot more work in this category. <laughs> in my, Being in my, human, most of us my, need in, some in work. My, in, in my own way. And I, I'm, but that, that's, I, we wouldn't be here unless we're doing that. So if you're having the, any of those experiences, you're not special because we're all having it. <laughs> that's just how we are. So, you know, my, my place is, 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 you know, what I find in nature I'm able to observe and be with the subtleties of nature, whether it's the ripple of a wind or a bird that's singing in my garden or the light that's illuminating a part of the tree. Or you know, I find that I'm able to kind of shift and shamanically, you know, we, we, we practice, you know, speeding or slowing up, slowing down time. So we can move into kind of like a slow-mo. Of course, we often experience slow-mos when there's like a car accident and you're, something's going on and it all just kind of moves in its own little... We have the ability to do that without it, it, it coming from a place of fear or anxiety. We have the ability to slow things down, slow it down, Slow it, slow it down. We need to go slower than ever. You know, the Navy SEAL motto is, is you know, slow is smooth and smooth is swift. You know what I'm thinking of as you're talking is the um, quite sacred period when my wife was actually dying. She was sick for 10 years, but she was actually dying for mm, a week and a half, let's say you know, the, the dying process. And that was such a present time. And I, I know it had a lot to do with preparation, right? We weren't frightened. I wasn't frightened. Uh, the people around us were not frightened. The people supporting us were not scared. 
We were all there. And that's what um, just came very full force into my mind when you were talking about uh, slowing down time. We weren't consciously trying to slow it down, but it was slowed down. Uh, it could have been years. It could have been five minutes. You know, <laughs> it, it, time didn't really relate. No, exactly. And, that, and, and I found something kind of interesting and maybe it's curious to some people, but to me, it's the beauty of the moment of that slow down, whether it's invoked by a passing of a loved one or a, a movement of, of, of a car or whatever it may be. And that is, is all that's present is love. Hmm. Love is present. And it very might, similar to my experience of giving birth, to be honest. Well, the that's the same that's, feeling. That's beautiful. And I, I, I totally, 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 totally relate to that. Um, and so, so, wow, I just feel, I feel that. And I feel the, the importance of that in, in, in life. So just remember in those moments in those slowing down that there's, the presence of, of love. And that circles me back or, you know, the two coming together um, kind of lead me in the direction of uh, the importance you, you give to death in your way of thinking. Yes. Um, why is death our teacher? Obviously that's true for me you know, half of the spiritual lessons I've learned, I learned through uh, being present, fully present for a death. So that's literally true in my life. But how does that uh, show itself in your way of thinking? Well, I, I think it's uniquely personal. Um, and, um, but it shows itself in a, in a way that um, gets me out of the thinking. It, it gets me into more creativity. Mm. It gets me into a place of intimacy. It gets me into a place of um, safety and trust. And um, not initially, no, not, of course not. That often is fear. Not given our culture and how trained we are to think it's the worst thing ever, even though we're all going to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, of, of course. And, and mm. you know, they say that, you know, death is our greatest fear and maybe public speaking is right there. But I think there's more to that. I think you know, our greatest fear is really embracing the totality of who we are, oddly, the mm. immense power and the beauty of who we are. And we fear, often fear our own power. And um, if, if, if we get comfortable with the idea of our immortality through the mortality of our physical nature, 
the amount of fear and fear itself actually is eliminated in, in, in our lives. Because ultimately, if we don't fear the ultimate human event other than birth, death and rebirth, right? Then mm -hmm. all of a sudden we're free. We're free of this little idea, this little thought that we're a body and that's it. And we're free of even the idea of, of that we are lacking in anything. And we're in a deeper trust of a safety of our beingness, which I speak to in the divine genius in learning curve, one of the key teachings about halfway, you know, I think it's number, actually it's number eight, teaching eight, our beingness. And there's tremendous liberation with that. And that's what I have found in the idea that we're not the body and that mortality is merely one aspect of our human nature and that the deeper inner nature is our consciousness, which we're, we move with as we leave the physical world. We can move on with it, whatever that is. And we're beginning to understand that more scientifically than ever before. And we're beginning to embrace the magnificence and totality of who we are. So I'm embracing that as a way of, of life, as a lifestyle of being mm. and um, feeling free and feeling liberated and sovereign from one old story that we've been telling ourselves. And that's very much the nature of my work these days, Dr. Jones. It's really about how we're moving beyond the story of our life and the stories of our life. And because the power of your story to heal your life and transform people in and around your environment, in your home, in your community is profound. Think about it when we align our heart, our body, our mind, our soul, our emotions, we bring those to the moment of sharing something deeply meaningful of our lives, perhaps deeply painful in our lives. And the, the liberation and the freedom that occurs with that is instantaneously. And I invite everybody to explore that in, in their own life. And even on my website, I offer things around this. So it's just been great to to share with all of you today and be, be, be with you, Dr. Jones. And, you know, we didn't get a chance to really talk about it, but uh, those of us in, in healing professions who offer some way to navigate, we've been really busy the last few years. I have anyway, I'm assuming you probably have too, because people are so hungry for ways to navigate what's happening. I really want to thank you for being here today. And I hope people will go to adamhall.solutions. They can find your book there and, you know, more about your way of, of conceiving of this healing. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Next week, I'll have Mary Lamia to talk about her book, Grief is Not Something to Get Over. This has been Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. I look forward to being with you again next week for another meaningful conversation. Mm -hmm.
Thank you so much for joining us for Good Grief. Please come back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Cheryl Jones, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a meaningful week. Abre mi corazón.